Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of We're the fucking Drew. back, baby. Don't give us this dumb intro. All right, yeah, I won't go. do the whole intro, but yeah, I haven't talked to Cody in forever. Uh, we don't have Avery today. Uh, he has what a men's league game or something. What do you say? I don't know. He's he's sitting on the bench. Who cares? Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll just chirp Avery for a little bit here. But the Blue Crew's back. It's been like almost a month since we've recorded. Uh, you know, obviously we all want to take time to recover from the Rangers' loss, and you know we all got some shit going on. So. Uh, so much happy- has happened. It's, yeah. it's Johnny Lazarus of the Hockey News <laughs> and the NHL. I know the people are missing that. We had someone tweet like, uh, I know, I saw, yeah, that. You saw that. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Um, saw people, we missed you. Yeah, we've, we missed you guys and we love you guys. And it's it's good to be back. Um, for anyone who was worried, like, don't be. It's just, you know, the, the offseason's kind of dead, right? Like, they, there's a coaching stuff, but like, there hasn't been a decision made. So we'll dive into that a little bit later. But, yeah. Cody, what's going on, man? Like, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, even though we text every day. <laughs> I know. Um, not much, man. Fucking chilling, chilling. I'm so like, I'm so stoked. So I'm going to Ed Sheeran and Khalid tonight. It's going to mm-hmm. be electric. You know, Ed is, I mean, Khalid's amazing. And I've been on, <laughs> Khalid, I, I've been on Khalid. Ed forever, Sheeran's nothing. <laughs> but, but Ed Sheeran, I mean, you know, he's one of my behind maybe like Chance the Rapper and like Coldplay. I mean, he's, he's one of my, that's, that's a variety right there. Hell, hell yeah, dude. Um, I, I listen to everything man. I yeah. listen to everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ed's just one of my favorite artists of all time. And I, I can't wait. Cause he's like one of, you know, out of, out of everybody who I love, he's, he's maybe one of the only people I haven't seen live. So I'm stoked. Wow. Where, where's the show? Uh, MetLife. And I actually have such a bone to pick with StubHub dude. So listen, uh, to I this. saw that tweet. Yeah, Bro, that do you, can I tell you what happened? So I bought these tickets uh-huh. April 26th, okay? Normally when you buy StubHub tickets, you get them within like 48 hours, right? Yeah. That's a month and a half before the concert. Dude, they just never came. And there it just says like I can't access my barcode. It's like it's like the seller still needs to transfer the, whatever. So I called them. Wait, so you so you bought these April 26th and you waited till yesterday to do this? No, dude. I've <laughs> called them eight times in the last eight weeks. And these reps are so dumb that every single time they're like, Yeah, no, the seller just needs to retransfer the tickets. Like, don't worry, they're coming, they're coming, and you're you're covered by the guarantee. I'm like, I don't care about the guarantee. I just want my fucking tickets. No. And every time I was getting a different answer. And then I called earlier this week for maybe the seventh time, fuming. And they're like, don't worry, by Friday, like, that's the drop dead date. If you don't get it by Friday, like, we're going to send you a link where you can choose tickets in the same section or whatever. No no extra charge. I'm like, all right, whatever. The link never comes. I mm-hmm. called them last night at, like, 10 p.m. fuming. I, I felt so bad for this. Okay, wait. You called them at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night? They're they're open they're open at all times. Uh, okay, I was just yeah, saying. Yeah, what are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're open. They're open twenty four seven. And I just was doing okay. shit all day. So I got mm-hmm. home and I'm like, all right. I call him at ten p.m. Fuming. I felt bad for this poor girl because I snatched her soul from her body. And <laughs> literally, she's like, yeah, just give me two hours to figure it out. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. I'm like, if you don't send me the fucking link, I'm getting a refund and I'm buying new tickets because this is crazy. Of course, I wake up. The link's not there. 
So I wake up, I call them this morning. I'm like, give me a fucking refund right now. They refunded me. I ended up getting like better tickets by like a couple rows and saved like 75 bucks. So more, moral of the story is Subway sucks. Uh, I mean, Subway? StubHub. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> You're StubHub thinking about sucks. my finger still. I was thinking about your finger. But uh, yeah, now on to you. You know, you've been everywhere from Vegas to Mars to Florida. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with you. Okay. You're snapping picks with my boy Hank. You're snapping picks with Charles Barkley, Chuck. Yeah, you are you proud of me? I know who that is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so what's what's been going on? You've been dipping your toes in the elbow room. You got the shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here. I'm uh, you know. I, I, I won't sugarcoat it. I'm I'm living the absolute dream right now. Like you're you're an been, E-list celebrity at this point. It has been yeah. It's been unbelievable. Like I still am like kind of pinching myself every day that I'm doing what I'm doing. So for those who don't know, I'm hosting the Stanley Cup live show. It's on the NHL YouTube channel presented by New Amsterdam Baca. We do uh you know 30 to 40 minutes before the game. Um every game so far, the Stanley Cup final. We've been in Vegas for games one and two, been in Florida for three and four, heading back to Vegas tonight at nine o'clock. Um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We talked to like celebrities, former players, media members. Um, like we talked to Ed Jovanovsky last night, Kenny Albert, like that was awesome. One moment, one moment. What's your favorite moment so far from the show or just in general? Just one, just, just the past month. One, one moment. I mean, it's, it's game two in Vegas. I'm sitting in the TNT suite. I'm in the row. It's so, so my buddy jazz, he's the researcher for TNT. Um, he invited me to come sit with them and like, you know, biz walks up to me and goes like, great to meet you man like congrats on all your like up and coming success like good to see like he was so nice and um you know hanging out with liam and and dude all those guys like liam and I, like we obviously go back with liam a little bit he came on the show and whatnot mm. but um i'm sitting in a row in the tnt suite watching game two of the Stanley Cup final it's me jazz is next to me there's an empty seat bet- like after jazz then it's rick tockett wayne gretzky and then in front of wayne is biz like just Sitting yeah. in that mix of people, like watching the Stanley Cup final, was like absolutely insane. When Matthew Kachuk scored, you meet Wayne or no? Yeah, I met I met Wayne in the Winter Classic, and like now it's just kind of like a you know I just give him a head nod. Like you, you can't really like yeah talk to him, you know, yeah. unless he like addresses yeah. you. You know, it's yeah. a little disappointing. You actually didn't say your top moment was meeting Hank. Um, well, I'm but, getting there. You know, I'm for, getting there. For... I'm getting there. This is the same night. This is the same okay. night. Okay. Hank was behind me. Hank okay. was behind me. I know. So, we, we saw we saw the the pictures. Don't worry. Yeah. So. Well, second, I saw the pictures. So I, I took, I looked at jazz and I'm like, dude, I have to like find a way to talk to Hank. Like I, like I can't not, right. This is like my one opportunity. Yeah. So Hank is like standing like behind us on the set. Like he's not really sitting in a seat. Like he stands and he has like headphones in watching the uh-huh. game. Um, like he's super locked in. So he's a hard guy to talk to during the game, but I walked up to like where he was standing in the first period. And I stood there for the second period and I'm like, Johnny just stood there waiting by himself. Yeah. Literally strategically like five minutes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't go where Hank is. You wait for him to come to where he's going to be, you know, yeah. like, uh, so I strategically stood there and, you know, sure enough, like two minutes into the period, he walks back to that spot. Mm-hmm. He walks right up next to me and starts watching the game, like literally like touching, reaching distance. And I'm like, holy shit like i gotta say something but like i can't do it during the game like i gotta wait for the right moment and i'm like you know whispering over to jazz on my other side i'm like dude you gotta take a picture of us like what like i gotta get you know this has to happen um so tv timeout happens like this is like five minutes left in the second like i waited i waited like 20 minutes to yeah like i you know i was so you were so nervous i was so nervous this is the most nervous i've ever been girl yeah this is the most nervous i've ever been for sure um and i usually like don't get nervous around like you know celebrities and whatnot. shut up just keep going no i don't okay so 
So I, I tap him and I'm like, Hey, I just have to introduce myself. I grew up a huge Ranger fan. My name is Johnny. Um, you know, I'm here with the NHL. Like I literally have loved you my whole life. Can I please just like give you a hug? Like, that's what I said. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> so we do like the dap, the dap hug. What you know? would you have done if he was like, if you no. responded and was like, no, if you responded and like, Oh yeah, I know who you are. I've been following all your stuff. Would you, I would have, I would have your body. Yeah. I would have fainted. Um, so we do the dap hug and I'm like, can I please just get a picture with you? Like, like, that'd be awesome. And he was like, yeah, dude, no problem. Of course take the picture and obviously i fired it up like right away i was like i have to post this and like funny enough our friend sarah sivian i initially like put the picture on my instagram story and she was like you have to put this on your feed like you have to post this and i was like okay whatever um but yeah dude he is like you know as advertised like as good looking in person as he is on tv and, and whatnot and um you know he was super nice we talked for like a minute i didn't want to bother him with like hockey questions or anything but it would have been um, so funny if like your hand was like super sweaty and he just like, yeah, right. was, like what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but dude, like also like last night I was at elbow room. Like, so the Stanley Cup final, just first of all, is like one big party. Everyone goes out, like has a good time. Like, you know, I think I've had one Except night where the I, players. Yeah. The players, obviously I think Thursday night was the only night. Like I didn't do anything. Um, yeah. I was just so tired and like Friday was a game day. So I like needed to rest up, but yeah. Um, like last night at elbow room, like Messier was there, like PK has been there biz like, dude, everyone just, just like hanging out. Like it's, it's the, it's the most fun time. Like I've ever had, like, I, I, I can't lie. Like, who, who's been, who's been your crew? Who have you been going with? So my best friend in the entire world right now is Emily Kaplan. And I got to hype her up because she is the dopest person I've like ever met. Like she's been telling everyone, she's like my older sister. Like she is, you know, a, a, as cool as she can be. Um, and obviously like, for her, right? Like her job, she gets like a two minute hit, like, you know, rig side and you don't get to see necessarily her personality and, and what she does career wise. So like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a surprise how cool she is, but also like, you know, I, I, I was telling her, I was like, I mean, like everyone's got to know how awesome you are. Like this, like you literally are so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night I tweeted that like, uh, you know, I'm sober or I'm not sober per Emily Kaplan. And she was like, all, you know, all about it. She loved it. Um, so she's been like, you know, definitely my running mate mm-hmm. on this. And then like jazz as well. Uh, my good friend, Brian Rubin, who works for the NHL and broadcasting, he was actually my summer camp counselor. So mm. we have that connection. And then Jenna Malamud with Bleacher Report. Um, you know, we've been hanging out with her a lot. And uh, honestly, the fourth period guys are dope. Or Earth, um, David Pagnata and Dennis Bernstein. Like those guys are awesome. I went on their show last night and, you know, they've been. Really show? Uh, the fourth period. You were on that show last night? Yeah, I did like the Sirius XM uh, radio before the game. Mm-hmm. And those guys are so much fun. Like everyone here, honestly, I haven't met a person that I don't like. Like that's, you know, been the, the coolest thing. Mm. How many shows are you up to now? Six? Uh, oh, that I'm, that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot. But um, man, like Trader. Um, what, a, what a series too, huh? Like these two teams have been battling. And, uh, you know, I don't yeah. think. I don't think Vegas comes away with it in game five. We've seen it so many times where. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's over though. I mean, yeah. I think it's over. well, yeah, I don't think far. I, I can see it going six. I can see it going six, but I mean, Vegas is clearly the better team. Yeah. I, I don't think Florida wins a series, but we've counted them out so many times so they could easily mm-hmm. prove us wrong. But we've seen it like happen often where a team is up three to one. They go home with the chance to close it out. And just like all the nerves and the energy can kind of overcome that, right? Like, yeah, you got your family coming in. You know, everyone wants to see the game be closed out in game five. And actually, um, we spoke to Darren Millard, who uh, works in the NHL, works for Vegas. And he was telling us a story about 1994, how game five, the Rangers were up three to one against Vancouver in that series, coming home to win it in game five on home ice. And that was the most expensive ticket, like in the history of New York Rangers history. Really? 
because you know everyone wants to go to game five because if they, if they lose the game like you don't lose the cup right like mm. you know there, there's no pain and suffering in that loss so game seven the tickets were cheaper because no one wants to be there if the rangers lose on home ice and like you have to watch the other team celebrate yeah. on your you know home ice so um i found that super interesting so i think it's a similar scenario with vegas right now like you know those tickets are to get in the building it's like twelve hundred dollars right now it's absurd that's crazy yeah wow well sounds like a good ride for you <laughs> sorry if i rambled there well no it's okay um yeah. we'll see where that takes you but let's get into some fucking rangers hockey yeah it's been too long okay i needed like a month or you're two finally over it i'm finally over it i'm <laughs> finally ready to move on it's like i just broke up with a girlfriend you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i think I think the first thing we got to tackle here is, is the coaching situation. You know, there yeah. was six teams that needed a head coach. Five of those teams have now named head coaches. Of course, the one team not naming a coach has been the Rangers. And there's been a lot of names floating around, possibilities. You know, obviously the two front runners are, are Lavi and, uh, and uh, Hines here. But it, it's a little interesting because it's like, it, it's a little sketchy. They've been taking so long for the two candidates that people have known about for the better part of a month now, if they really wanted to name one of them. So, you know, it it makes you think there's maybe somebody else being talked about, like, uh, you know, waiting on coach Q or, uh, you know, Keith and, and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I guess let's go coach by coach breakdown, right? Like if you want to start with La Violette, uh, like what do you, what are your initial thoughts on him? And, and, you know, feel free to be honest and and don't, you know, Laviolette. Don't what? I said, don't be a Johnny. Be honest. Yeah. Laviolette's definitely a proven winner. Um, you know, obviously he's won a Stanley Cup back in 2006 with the Hurricanes. You know, went to the final in 2010 with the Flyers and 2017 with the Preds. But I, I still think he's like an older voice. And the NHL Agreed. is obviously, you know, transitioning Agreed. into this like new, fresh way of thinking and coaching. And um, you know, I, I don't think he's the right guy. Like, obviously, he's if you Galant, dude, he's literally Galant, except more successful. That's it. Yeah, they're, they're the same coach. And well, I don't like, know if he's as much of a player's coach as like Galant is. Maybe not, but they're the same coach, like same yeah. style, same coach. The only difference is Laviolette obviously has had more success. He's yeah. won a cup and like, but he hasn't done shit in, in three, four years. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like he, he didn't really have much success after that 2017 run in Nashville. Right. Um, Right. So, you know, listen, his voice got old there, just like, you know, we see all the time. Like he's not a bad option. No, no, no. It's like, it's like, dude, it's the same thing as AV and Galant. It's the same yeah. type of coach. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just frustrating, I think. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much aligned with you on him. Yeah. I, I mean, Hines is the one I want to talk about because, mm-hmm. you know, Hines is a good coach, but I don't understand the, the intrigue there to be quite well, honest, because well, he the connection with jury. Sure. But like, who cares? Jury has connections with plenty of guys. And also like, dude, Heinz isn't really, he hasn't had a success. Like he's no. been okay. He's been okay. He had a mediocre run with the devils, like subpar. And he's been a decent coach for the Preds, but he's like, he's barely above 500. He's never, you know, he's, he's never made a cup. Like it, it's to, to give the keys to the kingdom to a guy that's really like kind of unproven. Like, why not take a chance on Jay Leach? That's well, kind of you're my, so high on Jay Leach, but I do because I think yeah. he's a great. Co- I think he would be a. Gr- he's a great assistant, and he's he would. I don't know. He's a players coach. He's he's good in development. Like I think he's what we need, but I don't know. Well, I, I also think Hines deserves a little bit more credit. Like the Predators were so injury 
um what's the word i'm looking for injury plummeted or prone injury prone. prone yeah well no they had they, whatever they had so many injuries this injury plague you're trying to they say had injury so many plague. injuries this season and, and they're only three points out of the playoffs like Heinz did a decent job like you know carrying that team a little bit so i mean that doesn't do it for us no, man. But, three points out of playoffs yeah. when we're trying to win a cup doesn't doesn't play for me of course of course but also like you know the devil's team Heinz coached and you know this preds team like they weren't very good like again a good coach could probably take them to the playoffs. You yeah. saw what Mar- like, you know what I mean? Like you've seen coaches come into bad teams and take those teams to the playoffs. And then maybe they've faltered, whatever, but like, yeah, it, but it, also, it doesn't play for me. So what Heinz could be great for, and this is like, you know, players I've talked to that have played for him. Have, yeah. Like the young guys have said, he's so good with them. Like, you know, a good friend of mine, I won't name drop. He played for the predators this past season. And, you know, he got sent down to the AHL and Heinz like called him and checked in on him. Like, you know, he's just a good guy. And like, I, I think that's huge too. And that goes a long way, especially with, you know, the younger guys like Kako, Hito Lafreniere, the guys who maybe, you know, haven't had the success we thought they would have had yeah. by now. Like, obviously they're three amazing players, but like, you know, I think most people would think that they would have had more successful starts to their career. Uh, not mm. saying they haven't, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I think Heinz would just be good at communicating with those guys and the younger guys and getting the most out of them and, um, you know, players seem to love playing for him. He's super detail oriented in everything he does and, um, you know, has systems for sure, even if they're more defensive, but, um, I mean, the one thing I'll give Heinz, the one piece of like credit I will actually give him mm-hmm. is, is he was a great coach for team USA. He was their coach for six years and he was a winner there. And, you know, he was, he was a good coach there, but I don't, I, I mean, you're, it's just hard to see that to, to like, kind of translate that to the NHL when you've seen how he's done with two teams. I mean, predators being injury plagued or not, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough look when we're trying to win the cup. I mean, listen, if, if he, if he blew Drury out of, you know, Drury knows him, they have their relationship. If he blew him out of the water in the interviews, fine. But like to say he was the candidate blew us out of the water or whatever. And then, you know, you wait a month to name him. That's just sketchy to me. Like it, they're waiting, they're waiting. Well, yeah, you know, you know what I've been reporting for the last three weeks. Like, you know? I've, dude, I've heard through the grapevine that they're actually waiting on Keith. Well, I think it all depends on the Quinville conversation because Keith hasn't been fired by Toronto. If Toronto is interested in Quinville, then they fire Keith, and then that's who becomes available. But like, you you don't think if if Toronto wanted to get rid of Keith, they wouldn't have done it by now? Well, yeah, I mean, they did have a you know change up top, so that could take some time. But I, I guess, I mean, I, yeah, I you, think- typically you bring in a new GM, you bring in an assistant GM, you you want to sure. start fresh, and sure. they haven't fired Keith, so like sure. they might hang on to him. I don't know, you know. Um, but I mean, when's this? Co- when is? Uh, it's just like when is this coach, dude? The draft is three weeks away. Like if you don't yeah. have a coach by the draft, that is a horrible look. That's a horrible look for an organization. Well, I think the conversation happens as soon as the cup final is over. Like they don't want anything to happen during the cup final and anything to be a distraction. Like, you know, I I think uh, it's pretty evident that that conversation is going to happen like within two days of the cup being given out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so do you honestly think, let me ask you this. Yeah. Cup cup ends, let's say tomorrow, right? Let's say the cup's done tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the game. Uh, It's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that at the time this episode's dropping. <laughs> um, no, so, we're gonna drop it later today. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, conversation happens. Coach Q, you know, Batman's obviously probably gonna reinstate him if he wants to be reinstated. 
what do you what how do you think he plays out let me what, let me hear your hypothetical like what, what do you mean how do you think it plays out what, like, what plays out next who who hits him up like it is do you truly think the rangers are fully waiting on coach q right now that they're like i i have, I have no reason to not believe that like you know it's been a month without a head coach and they've interviewed you know laviolette and Hines now over like 10 days ago you yeah. know i think if if it's not this then what yeah like, I, the jay like leach interview must have been subpar because he he didn't get a second interview i don't think uh i haven't heard much on jay leach i also haven't heard anything on knoblock so like no, yeah they kind of just like shuffled him to the side which yeah sucks but like i don't think knoblock's the guy i mean mm -hmm. i just i it, it's hard because usually like a really good ahl coach will then get promoted to be an assistant and then yeah. well you know i could see knblock being an assistant coach on this coach's yeah. staff and then getting and then an NHL over. gig yeah yeah no i agree but, i, I but think it, that would be a thing too bad. like heinz and knoblock maybe a one-two punch kind of thing um maybe. Maybe. but also here's the thing too like i'm not going to sit here and tell anyone that i have answers because like literally no one does like i you know yeah. i've been talking to people around the yeah. cup final and and literally nobody knows like elliot you know i've been talking to elliot freeman and, and he doesn't you know, he's heard things, but there's no answer. So Chris Drury's yeah. definitely been a little bit silent, I think. And, and as you know, he always is. So. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's totally fine. But, um, you know, like I've been tweeting it, I like from, from day one, from Gallant getting fired, I've heard like the Rangers have interest in Quinville if he's reinstated. So mm -hmm. like until that conversation happens, why, why make a decision? Like, you know, coach it, like only coaching focused right now, just talking about Quinville, like, there isn't a better coach that can get the best out of these star players, right? He, like he has from day one, if he was available, he's the number one choice. There's yeah. no, the only argument to be made that there's a better coach available than Quinneville would be Mike Sullivan. And Mike Sullivan's not available. He's, not. he's the yeah. only one in my opinion, out of every single possible like dream scenario, he's, he's, he's the guy and Quinneville was too. That's it. Yeah. Like those yeah. are the two guys. And, yeah, I mean, if he becomes available, great. The, the only thing is, like, the Rangers are going to get scrutinized for it. Like, yeah. they, you know, like, you know it's happening. Like, no matter mm -hmm. what, the Rangers are going to get scrutinized for it. So it's a matter of if they want that heat. And uh, it's a matter of, like, what they're looking long-term. I'm assuming whoever the coach is is going to have some form of a conversation with Dolan and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But, all right, enough of the coaching stuff. Let's talk well, about I want to say now. one more thing, though, okay. just about Quimbo. Like, players, you know, I, I have a couple buddies who played for him um, in Florida – and they were like, he is the absolute like best guy to play for. So like yeah. the play the players do love him. And and obviously, yeah. you know, not gonna dive into the situation, but just from what I've heard, you know. So um yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Okay. So the Rangers have two big free agents they basically need to sign, two RFAs in Keandre Miller mm -hmm. and Alexi Lafreniere. Um, the draft is coming up. There's gonna be trades, you know, there's gonna be maybe an all an offer sheet, who knows? I think talks I've heard have been ongoing, right, for Keandre Miller. I haven't heard anything about Lafreniere. Um, I, I don't know if you have, but... Nothing. Um, it's, all, it's all hypothetical. It's just people yeah, creating conversation right now. Yeah, I haven't heard a thing about Lafreniere, but, um, you know, Keandre Miller, I'm assuming, is going to get locked up. Uh, they're deciding between a two-year or five-year deal, right? It, it'd be somewhere around that. Either you go the bridge and you take a chance that you can lose him after that, or you lock him up long-term, whatever. Lafreniere is probably only getting a one-year deal or two-year deal tops. Not one, not one. No, probably not one, but yeah, but two-year deal tops. He's probably getting, you know, similar to what Kako got, except a little less. Um, it's 
it's interesting because, and we've been talking early this morning and our good buddy, Arthur put out an article. I think it was yesterday about 10 trades. The Rangers should explore. Uh, you and I talked about this. Uh, there's four guys who really stand out there for me. I mean, obviously like, you know, Willie and, and to bring and all those guys would be great. It's, it's just, it's not happening. It's a pipe dream. Um, I, but I do think there are some like realistic options on there. And, uh, you know, three guys who really stand out to me are, uh, Konechny, who, who is just a beauty. I think he's in a really, really tough position with the flyers in a really bad organization. Um, and you know, he's a 26 year old. I think he would be unreal on this team. He had 30 goals last year. He was a point per game player. Um, he would be awesome. I don't know what the ask would be. It for sure would start with Lafreniere and, and go from there. Um, and, and, you know, two other guys that, that I had my eye on was uh, Arvidsson and Cooley. And I think Cooley, you know, I know you're the college guy, but I think he would be a really, really interesting trade for us. You know, there, there's talks about him kind of pulling an Adam Fox, not wanting to play for the Yotes. And, you know, he's a center um university of minnesota right and he's nasty he's He's nasty nasty. and you know he he was the third overall pick last year he would come in and probably be our top prospect i would assume he'd be right above brendan offman and you know it's it's interesting um you know he he probably play for us right away Uh, it's just a matter of like what it would take to get a guy like that because you know i i I think you could probably kiss hedel goodbye in that deal like they're they're gonna ask for something substantial um so yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on those three guys? Well, that's the thing too. Like you talk about a center and everyone's talking about Dubois as well. Like the, the not, center not happening, dude, not yeah. happening. He's like, too much money. Sorry. Uh, can you come back in a bit? Uh, oh, I'll take uh, a, a full long meatball with wait, uh, wait, lettuce, wait. lettuce, tomatoes. And uh, okay. So Johnny just left. Um, you know, he just got taken away by the maid. Um, you know, he's getting kicked out of his hotel room. So we're going to keep this going. Um, he's, he's giggling in the background while he's talking to maid. He yeah, actually no, stiffed her. He didn't tip her 20 bucks. It was a little fucked up, but I check out of the hotel, uh, right after this. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause my flight's not for nine hours. Um, <laughs> go to a coffee but, shop, dude. What were you saying? Go to a coffee shop. No, I was saying, what are your thoughts on three guys? So Cooley Arvidsson on, on the Kings and connect me. Yeah, I think Konechny, I mean, is obviously the the prime choice out of. And he's what three. we need, a right winger. Yeah. That's what yeah. we, that's the position we need. And plus, Michelle. like that, that's a guy who plays the way that every awesome. team wants their players to play, yeah. right? Like, yeah, um, you know, similar to like a Brennan Gallagher, Braden Point kind of guy. Yeah. You know, obviously, I think Point has a lot more skill, but um, you know, he's a guy that likes to mix it up. So I, I would say Konechny is the, the you know best option out of those yeah. three. Logan yeah. Cooley, I don't think is happening just because, like I said, our center position is pretty much locked up. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, man, I, I like, listen, this, this is so hard too, because but if you trade year, what, sorry to interrupt, but if you trade yeah. in division that like, and, and you know, Lafreniere is going the other way in a deal like that, like it's, it's just inevitable. It's either yeah. him or Schneider. It's going to be like one of those two types of guys, like, mm-hmm. then you got to play against him for the rest of their career possibly. So it's like, yeah, you want to take that chance. I mean, but again, connect is a 26 year old kid. who's an absolute stud. Yeah. I mean, you know, like play against them like whatever like who really yeah. cares you know they're not yeah. on your team they're not on your team yeah um but yeah this time of year it's all hypotheticals right like you're just creating narratives and creating stories creating trades and uh i haven't heard like a single peep about a trade mm. um so like that's why i haven't like put anything out there personally but 
Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I think at the draft is going to be when all the moves are made for the most part. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, my, my good buddy Tyler's like a diehard Hawks fan and, and he's obviously very pumped that they're getting Bedard and, um, you know, so he's, he's probably more excited for the trade, uh, the draft than I am. I know we have a first round pick and, and this draft actually is very deep. So there's a lot of talks that we can get like a pretty good center prospect for our, I th- are we picking 25th or 28th, 25th, right? Something like that. But, um, you know, there's talks, we can get a pretty good center prospect around there. So we'll see how that all plays out. But really the last thing I just wanted to like touch on what, why do you look so stone faced? No, I just got a random text, but sorry. okay. <laughs> last night. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is like, so right now, going into this off season, like we have most of our positions locked up, you know, we have a good amount of players like on our lines that are, that are supposed to be there. Um, there, there is a trade that's going to be coming. I mean, one way or another, whether it's Barclay Goudreau, somebody else who waves an NMC, um, you know, one of our kids, like there's a trade that's just coming. It's unfortunately inevitable, mm-hmm. uh, but this team needs grit and they need speed. And, you know, the only way to do that at this point when you're capped, strict is cap restricted is make a trade. So yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, they have a guy in Brendan Othman who's, who's excellent. And I think he'll play for the squad this upcoming season. And, you know, hopefully he can play on the right. Cause I know he's a natural left winger, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. What, uh, what do you think? And any other thoughts? Um, I mean, I don't like have much on that right now just because, like I said, it's all hypothetical. I think often definitely makes the team. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't. Well, unless he gets traded. Yeah, which, which I don't think is happening. I would hate. Yeah, because you know that's been that's been my guy since day one. Yeah, I, I don't think guy. I don't think he's getting traded. Yeah, um, I love him. Yeah, I think it's clear that Goudreau is like on his way out. That's been the. You think you know, so? It's just a contract you have to move. You yeah. Know? Can you imagine what what if they dump Goudreau and trade <laughs> for like yeah, throw up? <laughs> no, it's fucking too much. You know, um, what if they? <laughs> What if they dump Goudreau and then trade for like? I, I'm just afraid they're going to trade for like a, a guy just like him. Like I saw, the, I saw the Arthur article. And I was like, well, all like the fourth line guys are Ross Colton, and I'm like, dude, that's the same player. Well, it's a, it's a younger, players. yeah, it's a younger version. Yeah, it's it's you the know? same fucking player. So, um, I'd put against Ross Colton in college. Actually, he's yeah, he, he, he has he, a lot of skill. He's kind of trusty, nice. right? Uh, we had pretty actually we had pretty tight games with Vermont. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was he was nasty in college, like super skilled guy. He could play like if if you needed to get power play time out of him, like he could play the power play, just yeah. like net front guy, um, you know, scrappy and whatnot. Yeah, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else. No, nah, me neither. I mean, the only other thing is, I guess we could tell, like you know, we're obviously it's the off season. We're not going to be putting out episodes yeah. every week, as you've noticed. Um, you know, we'll we'll hop on from time to time. We're, we'll we'll probably try and get like once a month. Um, you know, just. We'll, we'll probably our next i would assume our next episode will probably be after the draft right uh, right yeah. after the draft or right before the draft and then yeah. um you know we can recap that and then obviously if any trades or anything like that happens we will be here and got some sick guests lined up for next season so stay yep. tuned yep we love you guys thanks for listening we miss you and uh we'll talk to you soon cody love you LFGR, baby
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.